This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. In recent years, summertime brings to Warm Springs an opportunity for tribal members to learn about estate planning and draw up a will. This year, you can plan for that June 23rd through July 5th. Hello, my name is Roberta Armstrong. I am the founder and executive director of the Stewards of Indigenous Resources Endowment, a nonprofit grassroots professional service corporation providing Indian will and estate planning services. I was here the summer of 2007. I um, was hired through the Institute of Indian Estate Planning and Probate out of the Seattle University. And I worked here at the Warm Springs community for about 10 weeks. And during that time, I had at least over 60 will um, requests completed. And I came back for another couple of weeks after that to get everything executed and good to go. So um, I've been here for the last 15 years on and off. Armstrong talks about her background. So um, I started law school at Arizona State University. Um, And my goal then was to be a patent attorney. I have an undergrad, a dual engineering degree, um, chemical engineering and paper science and engineering uh, through the University of Washington. And um, I went to law school to be a patent attorney. And I started ASU. And while I was there at ASU, coming from the rainy city to the sunny city, uh, make a long story short, I transferred back to University of Washington to graduate. So when I returned back my second year of law school, I had not had a patent law internship or externship, and I didn't have a chance to really understand exactly what I wanted to do with that discipline. So um, Robert Anderson, he is a renowned Indian law professor at the University of Washington suggested that I reach out to Seattle University Institute of Indian Estate Planning and Probate, led by Doug Nash, a uh, Nez Perce elder. Um, He was running that program there and suggested I apply to become an intern, and I was accepted. And then they housed me here at the Warm Springs Reservation. And ever since then, that's what I've been doing. I've been just traveling around to various tribal communities. Um, I've practiced in at least 20 different tribal communities in eight different states. Robert Armstrong talks about what you will need to do your will. What I found is, you know, over these 15 years, what, what deters people from doing a will is because they think they have to do a lot, right? A will is nothing but a written communication to the people that you love. And it tells, you know, your stuff and who gets what. So there is a process, and it's very simple. Um, There is an authorization form. It's two pages. One page needs to be notarized. Those authorization forms um, will be throughout the community. Right now, they are at the land use office. Um, James Halliday has um, those documents. And basically, you fill out your personal information, you sign, and then get it notarized, and I will go to the federal government with those authorization forms and get all of your Indian land information and your Indian monies information. And once I have that, then we'll give you a call and schedule about an hour and a half meeting interview. We'll print it out, get the two witnesses notarized, and it's done.
Armstrong encourages folks to make sure their will is kept in a safe location. What I tell people, you need to put it in a safe place. That's the first thing. And then second thing is you need to tell the personal representative that you nominated and even the backup that you have a will and where it's located. It does no good to have a will and no one can find it at the time it's needed at that point at the time of death. So um, one of the things that Warm Springs has here, and I'm pretty sure they're continuing to do that process, is you could, if you take the original to Vital Stats, for example, they may put it in your enrollment folder, or if you take it to the probate office, they also have um, storage, I believe, that you can keep your original will. And if that's the case, then take a copy of it, keep that with you, but put that original somewhere where it's a fireproof, safe place. And, you know, a lot of times we have a tendency to put important papers in our nightstand right by our bed. And that has some complications in that if someone picks your will up and reads it and doesn't like it, they might do something with it, you know, destroy it. Or worse than that, they might try to harm that elder and and ask that elder to make different changes. So I encourage you to make sure you put it someplace secure because a lot of times when people pick that up and read it, they may not understand it. And if they try to destroy it or um, get rid of it, then you're left even in worse situation dying without a will than you would with that will. Once you draw up your will, it's important to keep the original safe. He can make electronic copies, but Armstrong says the original is worth protecting. In certain situations, um, there is a way to uh, to petition a court to probate a lost will. And re- for example, you know, all of mom's important papers were in a safe in the house, and the house burned down before death. Then, okay if there's a copy that they can authenticate was a copy of what was actually in the house, then the court would most likely probate that lost will. Um, Electronic copy would be just useful to say this was the copy of the will that was in the house when it burned down. But um, the best scenario is to keep it, for example, vital stats, safe deposit box, your gun safe, those types of places, even if there was a fire, uh, I think they would withstand and still be available. Armstrong says it's important to plan for what you want to have happen when you pass away. So because I've been doing this for 15 years, um, I've, I've had a, a different approach. I mean, as you can probably tell from my van and my trailer, when I come to the community, I'm, I'm very vocal about the work that I do because it is very, very important. And we do it at no cost because that's how important it is. It, you should not have to um, hinder uh, the ability for you to take care of your family because you may not have $1,500 to do an estate plan like you would if you were to pay a state attorney. Um, we provide quality uh, services. And because I understand the community, I know that at no cost is necessary because the Bureau of Indian Affairs, who used to do Indian wills exclusively for the most part for 95 years, did it at no cost. 
and and that service is no longer available as of 2005. So so we are continuing to do those um, services at no cost. But the most important thing is, although yes, we are talking about you know when you pass on, that's a given, right? The will is just a piece of paper until the person passes on. So it's daunting to have that conversation, but I can appreciate that. And that's why I'm coming brightly with my bright colored van, with my elk meat, hopefully from Yakima, I'm going to be picking up. And we just sit there and chop on some elk meat. And, you know, an hour and a half, you just tell me what's important to you, how you want to take care of your family when you're not here. It's not about, you know, the, the discussions about dying. It's more about taking care of our families at the time when they need us the most, and that's when we're not here. And that's what we want to do. We want to communicate with them, want to make sure that they understand clearly that they honor our wishes. And and by honoring us, that means making sure that the family is kept whole. We should not have our families bickering and arguing over the stuff. Because what that means really is they are just bickering because they miss you. They miss you and they want you here. And so why not leave them good instructions to say, I am here. This is me speaking to you. And this is what I want you to do to handle my affairs and then live for me as you live on and honor me in that way. And the will is one way to accomplish that. She feels this work is so important and that is why she has formed her nonprofit to do this work. So um, my funding, um, we're a 501c3, federally non-profit, um, um, federally recognized nonprofit. And the way that we get our funding, um, it's not necessarily by donations. Um, because I am uh, an attorney and because I have focus in this area of law, I have been sought after for some Indian probates, those federal Indian probate matters which are a whole nother bag of worms. Um, but the funds that we generate in legal services turn right back around into our nonprofit so we can provide free services to our communities because we believe if you have the will, there's there will be limited if um, a reduced amount of legal fees and attorneys involved. If you have a valid will, it's clear what your intentions are, we do these wheels for the last 15 years the exact same way. We do the authorization form. We get your information. And at that interview, you are with me alone. There's no one else in the room unless I need an interpreter. Otherwise that, you know, the grandkids or the spouse of 50 years, I don't, I don't do it with anyone else in the room. You just... And I've done it consistently like that, and I had no problems with my wills being validated at the time that they're needed. So we just consistently do the same way, and that keeps our our, our costs low because I guess I work for free. And because it's so important, it took me 15 years, but now I'm coming back to Warm Springs, and I have two ASU Law School students, and they are sharp as a tack. They've finished our 40, 40 hours of Indian Will Scrivener training, and um, they are excited about coming to the community. They're going to be here June 23rd through July 5th, 
and maybe even longer. If we get a good turnout and we get people lined up to get these wills, we can stay longer to make sure that we get these wills done. And once we get them done, this is not going to be an end-all be-all. My goal is coming back to my community and setting up a permanent way in which we will give you the services when it's most convenient for you, preferably not when you're in the hospital, because that's a whole nother conversation. And I get those calls all the time. And I try to honor that. But it's difficult for anyone, particularly myself, to be in a hospital trying to do something as important as this and knowing that that person is not feeling good at the time. It's just really not the time to be trying to have this discussion. So I'm here to put in place some longstanding way in which you will always have services at the Warm Spring community so that you can take care of your loved ones. That's Roberta Armstrong from the Stewards of Indigenous Resources Endowment. Warm Springs tribal member, are you interested in free estate planning, including writing a will? Well, if so, you have an opportunity to do so June 23rd through July 5th. The Stewards of Indigenous Resources, Native Will, will be in Warm Springs to assist with this process. If you're interested, schedule an appointment to complete an authorization form that will allow us to collect your Indian property information, Schedule an interview appointment, sit down with me for about an hour and a half, and we will get your will completed. You can give me a call at 866-639-5550 or email me, Roberta at Indian Wheels, W-I-L-L-S, on O-N, Wheels, W-H-E-E-L-S, dot O-R-G. My name is Roberto Armstrong, and I look forward to serving you. Indian Wills on the Warm Springs program. I'm Neil Morningall reporting for 91.9 FM KWSO.